Welcome to the Abbott Circle podcast. I'm Father Ambrose Christ, and I'm the novice master here at St. Michael's Abbey. We hope that you enjoy the following recording. To learn more about the Norbertines, visit theabbotcircle.com. God bless you. They did to him whatever they pleased. We do things with the words of Jesus that we don't do with anyone else's words. You notice that when we read the gospel here in this Abbey Church, everyone turns to face the priest or deacon who's reading the gospel with the clear sign being that this is important. What's being said, what's being proclaimed is important. We not only read the words of the Lord, we speak them, we sing them, we preach them, we proclaim them, we explain them, we carry them in procession, accompanied by candlelight and incense. We share them with one another to console and sometimes to rebuke. They are the final word. They do not pass away. They are always alive. And the obvious question is, what practical impact do they have on my life? Or what gets in the way of my applying them to my life? The problem with our Lord's words, the problem with them, is that if you keep insisting on taking them in with a good and generous heart, and keeping them, there's no telling where you will end up. You might end up in jail. You might end up dead, or as the winner of the Nobel Peace Prize. The point is, we don't know. And that is often the point at which we balk. We have trouble following the words that we know so well and that we reverence so devoutly. We are no longer our own. We have been purchased, and the Lord is now our sole master. And if you keep saying yes to him, if you insist on obeying him in all things, then you will start to look something like a saint. And inevitably, it will be something that you cannot recognize as such. You don't say, look at me, I'm becoming a saint. When sanctity is real, it never looks like the real thing to the saint. He's only aware of his awkwardness, his mistakes, his sins and failures. Now, all of this is an attempt at helping to explain the surprising word of the Lord that we hear today. What Jesus says about the Baptist's fate and his own is quite shocking. They did to him whatever they pleased. It almost sounds like the Lord couldn't do anything to prevent what had happened to the Baptist, which is not true. And in fact, it might even have sounded more striking to the apostles as they were coming down from the mount, 
where they had just seen him transfigured in glory. But because Jesus did not intervene in the life of the Baptist, this teaches us that sometimes God's will, God's word for us, includes people and events that will be unfair and will seem to overpower even the power of God. Elijah certainly felt that way when he thought he was the only faithful disciple of God left in the land. God told him otherwise, no, there are some. But he felt that he was it, that everything was coming to an end. But God's will was being worked out in a mysterious way that Elijah could scarcely appreciate. Imagine the Lord saying about you what he says about St. John the Baptist. Just change the name and the circumstances. I tell you, they did to him or they did to her whatever they pleased. So also will I suffer. And yet that is the life of the disciple, the life of one who walks by faith. And it is good. And it is the only way to live. To live trusting in the Lord whose ways are so far above us that we cannot comprehend them. St. John the Baptist could sit content in prison and he could surrender himself to death because he knew the Lord. And he placed no hope in this world, no security in this world, but everything rested upon his faith in the one that he was born to proclaim. God sometimes shatters what we depend on, what we're, where we find our security. In fact, the image in the first reading of the shattered staff of bread is just that. A staff is something you lean on for support, and bread is depended on for, its, for our, our sustenance. And so when Elijah called down a famine on the land, he broke what people depended on, the staff of bread, to call people back to God and to make them understand that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. When God breaks our staff, when he puts us in a place where we just don't see the rhyme or reason of it, we have to go back and see how the saints of God have always handled this. Whether it is contemporary saints who have been imprisoned in concentration camps, or going all the way back to St. John the Baptist, who sat in prison, in a dark prison, and yet in him was the light of the world. We, when we lose a support in our lives, and we who are trying already to be close to God, we might say, but I'm already close to God. I don't need a trial like this. Shouldn't God leave my stuff alone? Shouldn't he protect everything that I like? 
and everyone that I love from suffering? Shouldn't my life be more or less trouble-free or have only minor disturbances and minor sacrifices? The life of the saint is one who does not dictate to the Lord what God sees that he needs to take away from us and what he needs to ask of us. The psalmist is full of this kind of perplexity. He says, this is what causes my grief. It looks like the way of the Most High has changed. I thought I knew, and now I don't know. I think of God and I moan, I meditate. My spirit faints, I'm so troubled that I can't speak. Will the Lord never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love ceased? Have all of his promises come to an end? Has he forgotten to be gracious? All of these things which are a part of praying through our troubles and praying through the things that God takes away from us are also the way in which we truly engage the word of God as intended for us. That word of God that we surround with such ceremony, with such love, with such devotion, where in the Eastern Church, the deacon says, silence, stop, wisdom is speaking, God is speaking, be attentive, and everybody stops. That word, liturgically proclaimed and reverenced, is a word intended for me in my life. And it certainly stops us in our tracks sometimes just like when the gospel is proclaimed and everything stops. That's not just a gesture we do in church. It is life. Life lived with God, close to God, hanging on his word, obeying his word every day, one moment at a time, and leaving the sanctity and leaving the salvation in his hands. It is not our job to see, but our vocation to follow. Thank you for listening to the Abbott Circle Podcast. If you enjoyed listening or were spiritually nourished, please leave a review to help our podcast grow. Thanks again. God bless you.